0: You're now listening to The Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. everybody and welcome to episode 294 of the co-op podcast uh i'm your host rich billy jr and today i'm joined by mr gary a swaby how's it going gary
1: it's going very good thank you very much i'm um, glad to be back on this fine sunday how are you doing rich uh
0: doing pretty good um it is currently about uh 90 degrees here in atlanta georgia oh so uh I guess you could say the summer has come just a little bit early uh the humidity is not as bad but still i'm not really a fan when it gets too hot so we'll see how i do this summer provided that i'm actually still here by the end of the summer
1: (laughs) all right yeah i know uh those summers in georgia get pretty hot Uh, i was there briefly um when i was changing flights or whatever but yeah I, i know it gets real hot out there so um i feel for you man
0: Oh yeah, you know. Hey, sh- sh- shout out to to, to Mills also because he is originally from Georgia, so he definitely know how hot to get as well. So, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be okay. We should be all right. We'll we'll see what happens. But um, yes, uh, pretty much uh as for this week in gaming news, uh, there wasn't really well, I guess you could say there wasn't really too many things. There was, of course, one major news story that we're going to get into here in a little bit later on. But um, overall, it seems as though things are a little bit tame, a little bit quiet, because uh, every, everybody is getting ready for E3, even though there isn't really too much excitement for E3 this year, but uh, there is going to definitely be a lot of news that comes out, out of E3 and around that time, so everybody's just really getting ready for that at this point. Um, so on that note, there's definitely some things to talk about with the before we get into all a- of that. I want to let you all know what we have been playing this week. Um, so Gary, I'm gonna go to you first how about you let everybody know what you've been playing?
1: okay uh, wait am I unmuted no I'm not okay okay yeah so um I've been playing overwatch of course I have um, and <laughs> actually this week coming up is the the three year anniversary of the game and there's gonna be a new event and everything so new skins. And stuff like that. Um, I'm hearing rumors that there's going to be a, a new diva skin that's going to break the internet. Um, and people are speculating that this is going to be K-pop related, like Korean pop, because uh, there's there's a lot of you know highly um, popular uh, Korean you know um, artists, and um, you know that it's, it's got its own kind of rich fan base around the world. And apparently this um, new skin for D.I.Va is going to be you know, completely K-pop themed And I mean I, I don't know enough about K-pop to really understand the magnitude of, of what, what this is going to be But I'm hearing that it's going to break the internet basically um, I do remember when uh, they added her black cat uh, skin that that got a big reaction from people um, But apparently this is going to be like way bigger than that one so We'll see what happens with that, um, hopefully it doesn't, uh, start some kind of outrage or anything like that, cause I know people get a bit touchy over things like that, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, besides that, I've, I've been continuing to play Legends of Heroes Trails in the Sky whenever I can, whenever I have, whenever I have time to, um, it seems like the story is just beginning to really really pick up But I've been focusing on doing a lot of side stuff So I've been progressing a bit slower with the main storyline Because um, I'm just you know trying to level up my characters And uh, making sure I'm I'm uh, ticking off all the other side content and things like that So I'm just kind of pacing myself, taking my time with it Playing it a few minutes at a time whenever I can um, And that, that's pretty much it for this week um, You know I didn't have too much time to gain but yeah um that's pretty much it
0: sounds good yes so uh as for me um there's really only two games that i've been playing uh for the most part so i'm gonna start off with one of them uh i have been playing a uh, rage 2 um the last time that i had a been on this show i at you know at last week i had just received uh a review copy of rage 2 but it was the day before we started recording so at that point in time i hadn't really had a lot of time with the game uh since then i've spent a uh, considerable amount of time with the game and i've actually already started my review uh what i can say about rage 2 though um is that i, I you know I, I will say this uh there's a lot of different elements put into this game when it comes to the shooting you know ID software this is the same people that worked on the most recent doom that 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 combat and shooting it is it does feel satisfying it's not quite as fast paced um as doom is at certain points but you know nothing nothing feels greater than just uh you know you you go to a certain camp and you're taking out different enemies blowing up different stuff that that's great that's a great element about it um the open world aspect that avalanche brings to to to, to the game it's a massive open world but it doesn't feel as though there's a lot to explore there's certain things that you can explore and then other things it just doesn't really feel like there's a lot in there based on what i have played Uh, i've gone to certain areas where you know I will run into different characters where they're asking me to do tasks for them stuff like that um so like a lot of fetch quests in there if you will um but overall uh you know to to me the game is is pretty much there's a lot of elements of there's a lot of elements about it uh, in terms of what i what i expected plenty of of fetch quests Uh, you do have certain missions that you do where you have to take out a a certain number of goons, and then there's also mutants that you can take out, like these huge mutant bosses. All that stuff is cool, but um, when it comes to the actual storytelling of the game, it's just the story is just very bare-bones, very minimal at best. Uh, I mean, and it's also very generic. You know, as the story starts out, you you, you end up becoming the last ranger, um, you know, your captain dies in a battle and now your goal is to avenge her death by taking out the, the guy that killed her. One of those, one of these little one dimensional villains that, you know, you normally see in some of these, uh, movies. Uh, so it doesn't really feel special. The story is just very straightforward. You, of course, interact with different characters that were in the previous rage as well as other characters that they help you on your quest as you are slowly building up intel, your skills, so on and so forth, to be able to actually finally take out the, the main a- 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 antagonists. So, there's not really anything that's interesting about the story. Sure, you can go around different places collecting a ton of loot, a lot, you know, whether it's cash, parts, etc. That never gets old. I like doing that type of stuff. I like trying to get collectibles and stuff like that. Or just stuff like if you're riding down the road, you see a, a bunch of enemies, uh, you can shoot them if you want you can race them run over them you know certain stuff that you would expect so overall i would say the game is pretty good um could it have been better yes i 100 percent do believe it that it definitely could have been better uh as i have said multiple times on this show i I do like a very good story in a game and this story just it doesn't really have anything in this very average for me so you know, if, if you're somebody who likes stories, then you definitely would not want to pick this up for that reason. But if you like just playing a game where you can just go around, you know, blowing up stuff and trying to explore different regions, then yeah, you may want to check it out. Um, but other than that, it's not really anything special. Uh, it's not a bad game. I will say that. It's not bad. It's good enough for what it is but do I think that Avalanche could have done more with the game as well as IB? Absolutely 100%. They definitely could have done more with it. Uh, I did see that there was a report that came out that the studio would definitely make a Rage 3, uh, depending on if the fans want it. Um, So, we'll have to see how that pans out. I do believe the game it it, it can, I mean, I'll, I'll be curious to see where it falls on MPDs for this month when we actually get to that. But um, for the most part, I would say it, it, it's a pretty decent game. Pretty good game for what it is. Uh, just if you are going expecting just bare bones uh, storytelling and then just shooting and just blowing stuff up and exploring, then yeah, then you'll be totally fine. You'll, you'll want to play it at that, that point. If you're expecting more, then I just want to tell you, uh, you know, you may want to lower your expectations just a little bit. <laughs> so uh, I will have a review for that sometime this week. I do apologize, I wasn't able to get the review done sooner, but yeah, I've had a busy schedule this week, especially. But yeah, look for the review later on in the next couple of days. Um, the other game that I did get a chance to play, and I actually did review this week, this past week, was uh, a Plague Tale Innocence, uh, made by Sobo Studios, uh, published by Focus Home Interactive. Uh, if Focus Home Interactive sounds familiar, this is a studio based out of uh, France. They have published games like The Surge. Uh, and they're also working on The Surge 2 right now. Uh, they've also published a game called uh, Vamp- Vamp- Vampire. That's how you pronounce it. The Vampire Game. Which we actually had a side review for us last year. Um, so this studio is on a roll. Publishing a lot of, 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 of great titles that I think people should definitely pay attention to. A Plague's Tale uh, as you have seen in my, my review and definitely I would, I would encourage you to check out the link to the, to the review which we will provide uh, for those who haven't seen it yet. Uh, it is an action adventure game. Um, I, I definitely will tell you if you watch the latest launch trailer uh, I will tell you to watch that trailer but don't think that that's all the game is. There is a lot more to this game. I know one thing that people were asking me about in the, in the, you know, the review was that they see that normally you just see in the video footage, it's always the girl, the sister walking around with the brother, always holding her hand. That isn't the case because there are some missions in the game where you are just playing as the sister or you are just playing as the little boy. So I don't want people to see that trailer and be like, this is all the game is. You know, me basically, you know, sh- you know, chaperoning my, my my younger sibling all over the place trying to escape rats and traps and stuff like that. There's a hell of a lot more to this game. And specifically with the storytelling, seeing how the brother and sister relationship is built over time, I think they did a phenomenal job on that element by itself. Because for those that don't know, uh, the, 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 the younger brother has, a, has has an illness. And as you play the story, you get to learn more about that illness. But because he has that illness he pretty much has been separated from his sister their entire life. The younger brother is like five years old. The sister, I believe is around 13, but she hasn't spent hardly any time with the younger brother because they're always separated. The parents keep them separated. So pretty much when you start the game, you know, that's when you have your first interaction with the brother. And as you go through the game, their relationship is being built up uh, o- o- over time. So again, the way they handled that storytelling is a phenomenal. They have ups and downs like any brother and sister would have. Or if you if you have a sibling, you always know your relationship is rocky sometimes based on communication or just certain things that you disagree on. But the way they handle that in this story is just a phenomenal, phenomenal storytelling. Period. Um so um I know the game is doing well. A lot of people have had a chance to play it. It's been getting great review scores across the board. I think they 100% deserve that. And I would say if you're looking for a different type of experience, uh, you definitely should check this game out. Um, As I said in my review, there are about 16 chapters. That will probably take you, I want to say, about maybe 15 or so hours, depending on how much you want to do if you want to get all the collectibles that are in the game. Um, But 100% totally worth it totally, totally worth it if you like action-adventure games that have puzzle elements in it. But, um, definitely check out my review for more, um, and definitely check out the game if you're interested. So, uh, on that note, um, I believe that concludes what we have been playing, so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna jump right into the topics, because, um, there are a few things to talk about. As I said before, not too many things to talk about because, uh, This is the calm before the storm, you know. There'll be a lot of news when E3 happens in the next two weeks, the next two to three weeks. But uh, for now, this is what we have to work with. So um, the first story I'm gonna tackle is uh, actually some news that transpired uh, yesterday. It was broken by Jason Schreier over at Kutaku, so we give him all the credit. But pretty much uh, it was reported that Call of Duty which is being planned for 2020, the, the Call, of Duty, Call of Duty coming out next year, uh, is being developed by Treyarch. Uh, if you're familiar with Call of Duty, you know that they had a different development cycle where they were developing, there were three different studios working on the game. Well, now the report is that Sledgehammer Games, uh, they are no longer uh, in charge of the franchise. They're still going to be working on, like as a support team on these games. But um they are no longer on the actual franchise in that capacity as a head developer. Uh, Sledgehammer and Raven Games. Uh, they, they, that report did state they they kept having a lot of arguments over the certain direction of the game. So as a result of that, now Treyarch has decided to step in, and the rumor is that they are working on uh, Black Ops Five. Um, I'm a little tired of Black Ops, but um, for those are the Black Ops fans, I'm pretty sure they're excited. But um, I wanted to get your Take on this particular situation, Gary. What are your thoughts on, on what's going on with Activision and Call of Duty 2020, aka possibly Black Ops five?
1: Um yeah, so there's a few things to unpack here. Um so yeah, I mean um for for Sledgehammer, I mean sorry not Sledgehammer, for Treyarch, you know, um they literally just worked on Black Ops, I believe, right? Was that the last game yeah. or was okay. Yeah so um, now They only have a two year cycle Whereas usually they have Three years to to Develop the next game you know um, And we just had Black Ops And now we're going to get Black Ops again next year So I think people are going to get Very tired of, of the Black Ops Brand even though I, I think that's the one that sells the most Right Black Ops like I think that brand of Call of Duty Usually sells the most yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it. it I mean, it, it is a popular. Um, it, it, it's, it's typically a, a popular uh, franchise. The, the right. problem is, is that uh, last year they didn't have the story; they just oh, had yeah. the multiplayer. Oh yeah, um, that's right. And, and and I do think that the multiplayer. I, I, I believe the report was digitally it sold well, but physically it didn't sell well because uh, the multiplayer was really the only thing. But there was no story. It felt like the game was missing something. But Sorry. that's all I was going to say. Go 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 ahead.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know how how well that one sold them. But um, I know that Black Ops is a popular color 3 brand. But I think people are going to start to get burnout if, you know, they're seeing this. They're, they're seeing the same thing over and over you know and, and if you have that same name as well attached to it like the Black Ops like if, if people see that too frequently they're gonna be like okay another one of these you know what's different uh, they're gonna start to question things so um I don't think it's good to like I mean if, if you have two studios that are bickering over a game I, I think that says a lot about the leadership you know like Activision <laughs> Activision is the publisher They are in charge here They call the shots So I mean they shouldn't let two studios Bicker to the point it's hurting business You know that at that point they should be Stepping in they should be You know working out all the differences And all the issues going on between The two studios and making sure That they can work together to create A, a cohesive product um, And Activision Should be doing more anyway to Improve Call of Duty and to Make sure that Call of Duty continues being You know um, Being looked at as the standard For military FPS games um, So you know Because it's, it's it's getting I mean I think we're already past the point Of it being becoming stale um, So you know Activision should be wanting to do more To you know um, Ensure that there's enough innovation um, and enough original ideas being put into these games moving forward. So I feel like Activision needs to play a closer part in development. Um, and, you know, just the fact that um, Raven and Sledgehammer bickering is, is actually an, causing an issue. That goes to show that Activision only cares about money and profit. And they don't care about, you know, the quality of the actual game. You know, it, it says a lot about the actual leadership in, in this case. So um again I have no faith whatsoever in, in the Call of Duty brand anymore. I have no interest <laughs> and you know, after hearing news like this, like it just reminds me more and more why I stopped playing these games, you know. Um I will say that I do like Sledgehammer, like I feel like they've made some great Call of Duty games. And I hope that they're able to work it out and I hope that they're able to shine, you know, um, in the future and come up with something great again in the future. Um, but yeah, I just feel like Activision is just Definitely. running the series into the ground and yeah, um, I don't, I don't see a turning point, but, uh, what's so, your, what's your thoughts?
0: The, well, let me start off by saying that those some, some great thoughts, uh, my, my my personal thought on this whole situation is I, I think that a lot of us we should have saw this coming because I know that uh, not too long ago it was reported that the founders of Sledgehammer Games decided to leave uh, Michael Condry there was a report that happened this happened earlier this year where he actually left Sledgehammer and then started a new studio at 2K so I, I feel as though they saw that there was some tension, there were some things going on within Sledgehammer, so they decided to get out while they, you know, while, while, while they had the opportunity to do so. But when the people that find the company decide to leave the company, um, you definitely have to have uh, some concerns about what's going to happen with the company moving forward. So I, I personally, while I do hope that Sledgehammer games eventually does find their footing and make something else that they want to make I don't think that they're ever going to be the same studio that they were because the people who were behind it are no longer there I'm not trying to say that the people who are in charge right now aren't going to do a good job but I have a little less faith now in them because the people who actually started the company who were the heart and soul of this actual team are not there anymore um so uh well, i'll be curious to see what happens with this situation but they are working as a support team so i do feel though at least they can contribute something to whatever these call of duty projects are moving forward but just to not be as one of the one taking on all the full responsibility of being the head of the team yeah i think that makes sense for right now consider concerning considering what they're going through at the moment um but yeah, what you said about having those issues with the bickering back and forth. I, I you know, I, I don't think Activision, but, but like, like I said, um, Jason Schreier reported on this. I don't think Activision would like that news getting out there that this stuff is happening. But I mean, it's out there, uh, because it shows that they're having issues, that there's certain things that they have to work at. And I'm pretty sure there are a lot of internal discussions that happen at these studios where if there's certain conflicts, people have to address them. I just don't think Activision would like uh, this stuff getting out in the open and I know that a lot of sites have already reached out for comment, try to get a comment from Activision. Activision hasn't provided a, a, a response yet so I'm not sure if that's going to happen next week because again, this story just broke on Saturday but um, yeah, I mean, we know certain things do happen behind the scenes, so uh, it is what it is but in, in, in regards of them going back to Black Ops 5 I, I I do think that, um that that, that that you know, I do agree with you 100% that that can definitely get stale after a while. Uh, I played Black Ops 4, and I have to say that, you know, they had, in, in the game, you know, you have the multiplayer. But they did have this thing called, where you were able to play as the specialists, as they, they term them, the special type of uh, player types in the game. Uh, where they had these little cinematic stories where they would try to give you a backstory and try to give you a story as to what's going on with these characters. But you can tell by playing that, because it's a very short experience when you're playing these tutorials that teach you how to play as a character. You play through that, but you can tell there's something missing from this. And I know they had mentioned they were working on a story, but they didn't finish it in time, so they just decided to just do multiplayer. I I think it's a bad idea to release the product when it's not completely finished. Uh, just like what with, with, with EA did with Battlefield uh, 5, where they released the story, but then the Battle Royale feature didn't come out until this year. I think that's a bad business practice. I understand you provide more content to the player later, but if the game is not complete at launch, I think it shouldn't launch, period, until you want to, you, you, you want to release the game in the complete state that it's supposed to be in, that you had initially planned for it to be in. But... They made that decision. So, to to be honest with you, I think uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Ops 5, they're going to be using a lot of the recycled assets that they already have for this story they were trying to do before, and they may very well just put that into this game. I'm not saying they're not going to add a couple of other elements to it, but they already have stuff that they have been working on, so that's probably what they're going to do for this, just to make sure that it actually hits the deadline of coming out next year.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're definitely right. because like, I mean, judging by the fact that they have less time than usual, um, yeah, you you can bet that this game is going to be very similar to Black Ops Four. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a guarantee. So.
0: Oh yeah. Um. And the and the other thing is, you know, I know obviously Activision hasn't really announced a, a new Call of Duty for this year yet. I'm very curious uh, what that's all about. What's going on with that? Because I I don't know what studio was working on that. You know, so I, I didn't check the. You know the scheduling of what studio was up next so i don't know what's going to i mean i would assume there's still going to be a call of duty this year but i i mean we'll, we'll find out we'll find out about that uh, you know because i guess that bleeds into the next topic which we'll go into here in, 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 in a little while but uh mm-hmm. call of duty 2020 um i don't know man i don't know what to think about that yet <laughs>
1: Yeah I just want to say as well Because you mentioned that the founders of Sledgehammer Left the company and stuff And yeah. w- whenever stuff like that happens You should pay close attention Because that's always a sign that something is wrong And that usually it's it's The parent company, in this case Activision Usually it's them you know, um, Hindering the creative process um, That leads to, to Things like this happening Because founders, they, they tend to have A lot of foresight And they, they, you know, they're able to see how much their company is changing uh, Because of all the politics, you know, going on with with the business and the corporate side of things So, you know, they they always tend to leave these companies and studios and stuff When they see that, you know, the the tide turning Um, And this has been the case with many other studios, you know, BioWare, you know um, And, you know, Visceral, like other studios that we've seen kind of uh, crumble or decline in quality Like things like this have happened So that's always a telling sign When, when the founders leave
0: Oh yeah a- You know th- absolutely Um, it, 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 I, You know it, it definitely is concerning And it should be a concern Um, But I guess uh, Activision I mean th- this, this is going to be a test for Activision To see how they're going to rebound From this what their plans are going to be to to try to change course obviously they don't want the franchise to get too stale they don't they still want it to be successful to still sell so they have to keep thinking of ways to reinvent and and with black ops 5 i don't really know how much reinvention they're going to do if they're going to end up using a lot of the same assets but they're going to definitely have to think of ways to answer this this call because again as i said before they haven't really they haven't really come out and have any public statements about any of this stuff uh, yet, at least at least not to the extent of what happened with the other you know with Sledgehammer and so on and so forth. So uh, I'm very curious to know what their response is going to be once they actually do respond to this because I'm pretty sure they're going to have some type of other statements this upcoming week. Um, but um, yeah, it, it's a it's an unfortunate situation. But uh, at the same time, I have to say. I'm very curious what Michael Condry is doing with 2K in terms of this new studio. I did get a chance to meet him when I went to one of the Call of Duty uh, World League uh, Championship events in Los Angeles a couple of years ago. Very cool, very laid-back guy, and he very much you can tell he had, he's very passionate about the work that they were doing at Sledgehammer. So to see that he has left the company now, I mean, it definitely couldn't have been on good terms because. I mean, he, he really enjoyed, it. he was really into what they were doing with Call of Duty, because when I went to that particular event, that was when they were talking about the Call of Duty for the very first time, when they first were brought on to do Call of Duty, and that first game they did was fantastic, they had an excellent story, everything, so um yeah, it had to be serious for him to decide to leave, so I'm curious to know what he's doing with 2K, and I guess eventually we'll find out about that, that won't be until next gen, because again... He just left to start that studio So that's at least another I won't say four or five years away If not sooner But we'll see But uh We shall see Yes absolutely so Any other thoughts on this particular Call of Duty story before we move on to the Next topic
1: Let's get to the next one since it relates
0: (laughs) Yeah so Everybody knows that E3 is right around the corner, Uh, literally about three weeks. You know, about three weeks time. uh, Yeah, one, two, three. Yeah, we'll be right around that time of E3. So we learned this week that Activision, uh, they are not going to have a major presence at at E3. Once again, they will not have a, a booth at E3. We know this because we did get a chance to see some of the floor maps of, of, of E3, and, and yeah, it's evident that Activision will not have a huge presence at the show. Now, I will say this. Uh, in the last couple of years, Activision hasn't really had—I mean, they had a booth last year, I believe, because that, that that was when they was advertising, you know, I believe they had Destiny that, that was coming out and a few other things, so they had to have a booth. This year, not so much. Um... But also we don't really know what they what they're gonna release. I mean, I would assume if there is a Call of Duty coming out, then yeah, that that that'll definitely be be something that we hear about. But I will say this full disclosure. Normally for those of us that go to E3, we do receive emails about certain things that Activision are going to show, but they're gonna show it at, you know, at like a, a appointment that's off off site. I haven't received any of those emails yet. So I have no idea if Activision is even going to have that this year. Because, I mean, right now we're getting to... Today is, is the 19th of, of May. A lot of, a lot of people wait until the very last minute, like two weeks before the show, to start sending out massive emails about, you know, appointment invites. So I could still get an invite for this type of stuff. But right now, Activision not having a booth. We do know that, that that is official. So, Gary, what are your thoughts on... Activision deciding not to have a major Presence
1: at the show this year Uh yeah I remember um, I believe it was 2016 Was um the last time They they, they were absent from Um E3 But I, yeah. think, I think they still Did some things behind the scenes though Like uh if I remember correctly Like we went to um Some behind the scenes stuff outside Of E3 for Activision but Um Yeah, yeah this year I, I think like what do they have they don't like because they lost destiny you know destiny is no longer theirs um and see go ahead
0: oh no see that that, that 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 that's a great question yeah they don't have destiny um call of duty is really the only thing i can think of uh they did release uh you know that 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 that, that famous game that, that you that you know we kept talking about la you know earlier this year, so Sekiro. They, that that was them that published that, you know, from oh, software yeah. made it, but they they published it, so they they released that for sure, uh, oh, and yeah, I do yeah. believe they do have the uh, the crash racing game coming out as well. Yeah. Um,
1: and that comes out like right after E three, so yeah. I don't know if they you know I don't know if that's worth them having a booth for because it's literally coming out like right after E three.
0: Yeah. No, I know I I I agree with that. So. And I um, really don't know what else they would have.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only kind of presence I could see them having is maybe they'll announce this year's Call of Duty at one of the the other. I mean, I guess it, it would just be Microsoft because you know Microsoft is I mean, is going to be the only big time uh, console manufacturer who's going to have a press conference there. So um, yeah. So maybe they'll, you know, reveal the the new Call of Duty at that at that press conference. Um, but other than that, you know, um, I guess there's no reason for them to be there and Unless they were going to make the new Call of Duty playable Then it would make sense to have the floor space But it seems like that's not their plan So um, so yeah, I mean, it, it seems like Activision doesn't really have much going on I mean, Sekiro is already out there Crash is coming out a week after E3 um, And the only thing we don't know about is the new Call of Duty Um, So, I mean, unless they were to announce something completely new that we don't know about uh, But, hey, I mean, that's the nature of E3 at the moment You know, I I feel like a lot of publishers aren't rushing to buy floor space anymore Because they feel like it's not worth it Because, you know, they can still... They can still have uh, they can still be in the discussion for e3 without actually being there you know physically on on the e3 show floor. So you know they could still make their way into the Microsoft or the Nintendo press conference just by having a, a major announcement and you know Activision will still be a factor. people will still talk about them um, and you know they won't have to spend money um, on the show floor and stuff. so maybe that's their strategy. We know that that's the strategy of a lot of Other people who have pulled out Of E3 um, So you know I, I guess that's just What it is but right now it, To me it feels like Activision Aren't as strong as they were At the start of this generation I feel like they've kind of <laughs> they, They've kind of gone backwards A little like um, And I guess losing Bun- Bungie Was a big deal Like, it, Losing Destiny was a big deal Because Back when they were pitching the first Bungie to us, like you know, we, we were thinking, wow, this this uh, this new IP is going to carry them, you know, um, mm-hmm. to new heights and everything. Um, and you know, now they don't even have it anymore. And I feel like, because obviously, Activision is, you know, it's like it, it's a dual company because Activision Blizzard, um, they they're they're two companies that operate under under one umbrella. And right now, I feel like the Blizzard brand is kind of carrying things a little bit. Um, Uh I feel like the Blizzard brand is a lot stronger. Whereas at the start of this generation, it was completely the other way around. Because Call of Duty was still a major brand at the start of this generation. But now they've run that series into the ground to where it's not as valuable anymore. And they've lost this destiny. So... I feel like Activision is, is kind of struggling for relevancy right now um, And that's just the reality of it So, you know, if there's no reason for them to buy floor space Then, you know, there's there's really no point point. Um, and I wouldn't even be surprised if Activision starts showing up at BlizzCon or something Because BlizzCon always packs the house out Like people are always going to BlizzCon um, and we've we've started to see Activision games pop up on the Blizzard app, so I wouldn't be surprised if they do more stuff under the Blizzard umbrella. Um, just to because because they know a lot of people are playing Overwatch, they know a lot of people are going to be playing World of Warcraft Classic. So just to keep the Activision brand in people's faces, they might just use Blizzard a lot more to. to to try and capture you know new players and stuff like that so
0: that that actually is a very good point um yeah I, I, yeah i mean I, I i was gonna say that i, I agree 100 with what you said about uh, feeling as though they may have lost uh, some relevant relevancy because i do recall that when uh destiny came out that actually was, I think, one of the first games this generation where everybody was like, "Well, is this going to be like a big? What was going to be, be perceived to be like a big deal?" Um, and that was that was that was a while ago. Um, but when that first came out, uh, there was a lot of hype around it. And then, of course, the first game—it wasn't really quite as good. There was a lot of great things about it, but the story, the story was not—I uh, <laughs> was not a fan of the story. And the simplicity of the characters and all this other stuff. But, I mean, they, it had a lot of potential. Um, so, for the fact that they don't no longer have that, uh, that is definitely a big deal. Plus, the other thing that, that really, really died a lot this generation was the whole Toys to Life concept. Because I know that uh, they they had Skylanders, they, they had a, a lot invested in that particular franchise. And, I mean, it, it, it still is somewhat, they're still doing a little bit of stuff in that today. But it is not as big as it was at the beginning of this generation or last generation because I recall all of those toy sets they had, you know, and every time I would go to GameStop, there were a lot of people looking to buy those toy sets just so that they can keep playing the game. So they were definitely making a killing on that. But then it got to be too expensive and wasn't quite as popular, so the investment wasn't there. So I think um Activision is just taking their time, trying to make some different investments. I do think that the Sekiro shadows die twice investment was was fantastic because uh, you know from software they make really good games, very challenging games also, but very very good games for a particular type of audience. So I, I applaud them for for doing that. I also applaud them for trying to get in on these remasters because uh, the Spyro the, the Dragon remaster that did pretty well. The Crash Bandicoot one absolutely did fantastic. So they are making some smart decisions, but I I do think that the smartest decision that they could make was deciding not to have a booth for E3 because it wouldn't have made sense to pay for all that booth space if you don't really have something major to show. A- as you said, they can definitely just show new Call of Duty in uh, the place in them and say the Xbox uh, E3, co- you know, uh, co- you know uh, E3 press conference. Um, but yeah, they don't really need to have a major boot for that because they know everybody. I mean, I feel like everybody who who is going to actually go to E3 uh, and as, and is going to that Microsoft press conference, they already know Microsoft press conference is going to have a, pretty much all eyes are going to be on that because there's no Sony conference. Sure, there is going to be a Bethesda conference. So on and so forth in a ubisoft conference but for the major third party titles every third party title is going to be shown at microsoft Mm -hmm. conference so yeah they don't need to really do too much they can just have a trailer shown there maybe they maybe they still will have behind the scenes meetings but i think they made a wise decision not to have a a booth this year in my opinion
1: yeah i mean i i hope they have a lot of uh new ips up their sleeve and you know maybe it's too early to show us anything uh but for their sake you know i i just hope that they have uh a lot of stuff that that they're working on in the background that we just don't know about because to me it seems like you know they're they're not doing so well right now Uh. (laughs) But we'll see i mean you know there's also the new generation coming so i feel like a lot of uh Publishers might be holding their their cards because they're probably already developing stuff for the the next generation. So, it's it's definitely too early to show any of that stuff because they have to wait for Microsoft and Sony to announce their consoles. So, you know, exactly. um, that's a big factor also. So, you know.
0: I, I I mean I mean next year I think I believe next year is, is the year for these new consoles to to drop if not, uh, uh, you know, 2021. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that they may, you know, hold for that. So, I, I you know, I just want to say this. I, I believe E3 2019, there's a lot of people won't be at this this conference um, for good reason. You know, I mean, I feel like this. there's a lot of things changing in the industry right now. And, of course, we don't even know if E3 is going to be in Los Angeles next year as of right now. So that could change as well. But I will say this, if E3 does happen next next year, without a doubt, E3 2020 is going to be massive. I-, I think because the new consoles are going to finally be announced and maybe drop in the same year, I feel like there's going to be a lot more of an, of an incentive to go next year than it is to go this year. Um, but... We'll see what happens but uh activision i i, I definitely i have to agree I, I would love to see what other new ips they're working on they definitely have to be working on other, other things because you can't just make that announcement about the bungee thing is over if you don't have something else that you're working on they, they know that obviously they can buy themselves a little bit of time to work on other things by releasing games like uh sekiro and whatever these other call of duty games are but they absolutely a hundred percent have to be working on something else uh, it just it's going to take a while before they can actually show it, but um, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds.
1: Yeah, it's I guess it's a game of waiting, so we'll, we'll wait and see what happens.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, we shall see. So uh, on that note, let's shift gears to another third-party studio, which is going to have a show. At E3 uh, Actually on that that, that, that that first Monday right before E3 uh, Of course I'm talking About Ubisoft um, Now
1: let's hope they don't have The worst show again
0: <laughs> Wait was they the Worst show last year I don't I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't recall uh, well, what all they showed
1: Well maybe not last year but there, There's been a few years where they had The, the worst one so.
0: Yes yes no you're right um, and, and you know, obviously um, We are going to have a show Where we're going to talk about our predictions uh, As far as what they're going to show At their conference But like, there was some news that came out this week That I thought was very interesting uh, Because they had their uh, financials called So first and foremost uh, they, they, they announced There are two, two major stories out of this First and foremost, they announced that Skull and Bones A game that both you and I Have played at the previous E3s uh they announced that that game has now been delayed until 2020 so i guess they decided they needed more development time so instead of it coming out this year it's going to be coming out sometime early next year uh there isn't any release date uh i'm assuming that when we get to e3 uh there there will be some type of uh, announcement about that but uh we'll see but, uh, yeah, w- w- what are your thoughts on this? Because I know you, you was very high on this game after playing it at E3, so what do you think about this delay?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, when I played it, I was like, you know what, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, it was basically, you know, ship battles from Assassin's Creed. And for the most part, that those can be fun if you're into that stuff, you know. Uh, but I feel like this game was announced way too long ago now, like... Um, and I think there's like zero momentum for this game right now I feel like this game should have came out already like two years ago or something Um, so the fact that they're delaying it even further uh, first of all it seems like they're delaying it so it can release next gen as well Um, yep and I don't know like that just doesn't seem appealing to me like why why this game you know like who I don't feel like this game has a huge following or a lot of people who are highly anticipating it. Um, So they might be setting themselves up for failure with this one, like by delaying this game. Um, Because when I played it, it seemed like they were, you know, it seemed. I don't want to say shippable because, like, I didn't, you know, I don't. I didn't get to play the whole game, Um, so obviously I don't know how much of it is complete, but. I, when I played it, I had, like, it felt like, okay, this this game could probably release this year or early next year or something. And that was in, like, 2017 or something like that. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, it's just, I don't know, man. I, I think they might have missed the window with this one. Um, I feel like they should have released this, like, either before, though, no, they should have released it after Sea of Thieves. I feel like it would have, uh, had a, a bigger impact then. Um, yeah. But, you know, now I, I just feel like they've dragged it out way too long. But what do you think? See, I, I agree 100% with that. Because
0: I when I saw this game and I saw Sea of Thieves, I, I instantly w- was more interested in this game. Not just because of the art style, because I, I listen, I, I like Rare. I think they, they do a good job. But Sea of Thieves, it, it, did, it did not really appeal to me and stand out as much. This whole uh, ship formula is something that Ubisoft, they actually stumbled upon this when they did the Assassin's Creed games, and they did such a good job of that. So I was surprised that they didn't try to make a game like this sooner. But then when they decided to go all in and make the game, I said, okay, yeah, this this will probably be successful because a lot of people like the ship elements in the Assassin's Creed games. So that's good. But, you know, upon hearing this news of a delay, and I would also like to reference and, and update that statement just a little bit because they said that the, the current plan is for the game to be released in the fiscal year 2020 to 2021. So, what that actually means is that this game can release anytime between April 1st of next year to March 31st of 2021. So, that sounds like a a very, 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 very far off uh, release date. Um, The the only thing I can think of is because they say this is an open world, high seas seas, uh, game. They must be adding some type of story element to it. They they have to be adding more to it. Because the core mechanics of what the game has is already there. When I played it last year at E3, it was was a lot of fun. It's it's a great game. Uh, But, you know, you kind of feel like Is there more to this though? So they have to be adding more to it For it to just get pushed out entirely And according to this report They're not even going to be at E3 This game is not going to be at E3 at all So yeah They definitely have to be adding more to it uh, For it to be delayed But I do agree That it, it definitely missed the mark Because I feel like if it came out around the time Or shortly thereafter see if these came up then yeah the audience that was already into the, these pirate types of games these, these the ship building the ship these these types of games they were going to be all over this now will they still be into this uh you know between 2020 and 2021 i have no idea it depends on the job that ubisoft does as far as selling the concept to people as to try to get them into it again but um that delay is a, is a, a while so um, I have no idea what, what, what to think about that, uh, but uh, I wish them well. Hopefully, this uh, decision to wait out this long is turns out to be a, a good decision in the long run. But we'll see. So, so now, now that you know this game might not be coming until 2021, does that uh, make you even more? Uh, I mean, feel feel like well, I, I don't really care about this game,
1: or, or are you willing to wait? Um, I'm gonna be honest, I I don't care about the game anymore already. <laughs> uh, I feel like Ubisoft must have like spoke to uh Square Enix long distance and and asked them for tips on how to drag out a game like a game release cuz this this feels like some final fantasy level like waiting time for for Sea of Thieves. So yeah, um Yeah, I just, I don't care about it anymore. Like, I feel like, like we just said, that would have been the perfect window to release this game when Sea of Thieves came out, because, you know, um, the, uh, the reception to that game was very mixed. Like, you had people who bought into the idea of being a pirate and, you know, finding treasure and all that stuff. And I feel like if this game would have came out, like, a month later or a couple months later even, a lot of people who were super into the theme of Sea of Thieves would have transitioned over to this you know and I feel like that would have been it's perfect time to peak but now I just feel like you know the, the whole treasure hunt thing has kind of lost its appeal a little bit um, and they, they have a lot of work to do to kind of build that up again to build the momentum up for, for that you know Um. so yeah I don't know what they're thinking with that uh, maybe they know something I don't know. I I, I don't know, but yeah, it just I don't know. Like, it just feels weird that they would delay that game.
0: Oh yeah, I I I definitely agree with that. Um, here's here, here, So that's that's one half of the story. Now, one other thing I do want to mention now in, in this, uh, as we shift gears to the other half, is that Ubisoft did announce. ...in that particular call... ...that they do have three games... ...that are releasing... ...between now... ...and March 31st, 2020. Um, So... ...I'm curious what those games are... ...and and the interesting thing here is that... ...of course they recently revealed... ...Ghost Recon Breakpoint... ...which is coming out on October 4th. That is not in any way... ...one of those games... ...because that's actually a fourth game that's coming out. So there are three other games that they have not announced Uh, yet
1: are these three unannounced games or could they have been announced already but like you know oh no no they said that there's
0: three games that they haven't announced that are going to be revealed later oh okay that's interesting yeah and and these games are coming out in the Q4 period between you know any time between that period which is October until uh March 2020 um, and again, according to this report, it says the Ghost Recon uh, Breakpoint. That 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 is a fourth game, but that is not included in the three games that they, that they that that they're talking about. So, I wanted to get your opinion as to what these three games could potentially be, um, because I do have some thoughts as to what they could be. But I, I want to get your opinion. And, and by the way, let, let me just say one thing. I have to clarify this. Mm-hmm. Three AAA games, so Just Dance does not count as a triple as a AAA game.
1: Well, I, I'm sure some people count it as one. Uh, <laughs> I, I know uh, Edward Velasquez. I know he loves that game. So, <laughs> but um, oh he, oh what was you saying?
0: Yeah. Oh, he oh, he 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 definitely will, will get you for that comment later.
1: <laughs> Come at me, bro. But um. Yeah, as for these three games, I I think I'm sure you know when 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 you tell me that there's three unannounced Ubisoft games, I'm sure the the first thing that pops into everyone's mind is Watch Dogs Three. Like I'm pretty sure that's going to turn out to be one of them. Um, yeah, because it, it just makes sense. Like it feels like the right time for a new Watch Dogs. Um, and you know, with E3 coming up, I feel like there's it's the perfect time to to announce that. You know. Um. And um, As for the other two um, Now tell me something Did they Did they actually come out And confirm that there's no Assassin's Creed this year
0: Yeah yeah they said Assassin's Creed Is not coming back until 2020
1: Okay, okay. That's what they said <laughs> Right so it's not Assassin's Creed right
0: no, no, no. I, I think Assassin's Creed is definitely coming out
1: next year because there was that rumor
0: about a Assassin's Creed game. Now you'll laugh. Maybe you heard the rumor about Assassin's Creed game called the Assassin's Creed uh, Ragnarok, where you basically basically playing as uh, the Vikings, Viking period. Um, that, that 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 rumor has uh, has been debunked. It hasn't been confirmed yet. So uh, we have to ignore that one. I did laugh at that title, that Ragnarok title.
1: Yeah, that, that's, uh, It's too close to, to Thor The movie so. <laughs> But um, Okay so it's not Assassin's Creed That's interesting um, So the next thing that comes to mind is Splinter Cell Because um, we yep. haven't seen one of those in a while And a lot of people are anticipating Another one uh, There's no more Metal Gear as we know it So you know a new Splinter Cell Has you know um, It has the ability To kind of Uh, Become that new top dog In terms of spy Espionage type of games You know so um, I think that would be a good step You know for them to to come out with A new Splinter Cell and kind of You know revamp it Um, You know it can be like A complete remake Of of the series So um, I I think There's a good chance that that's going to be one of them Now as for the third one I'm really struggling to be honest to, to think about what the the third game might be So I'm going to pass it over to you now Richard Because I'm sure you've uh, come up with some good Uh-oh. ideas And some good theories about this
0: Okay so uh, Well If I have to think about the third game We know that it is not Beyond Good and Evil 2 Because that is a next gen game And that's a game that has already been announced yep. uh, So it's definitely not that Um, if I I had to think of a potential of what the game could be, okay, there are two things here to really consider. Um, this game, to some people, I don't really think, I don't really know if it's going to be considered a triple A to everybody, although I think it it definitely is a triple A in some capacity, and that is, of course, the Mario Rabbit game. Because that Mario Rabbits game, I recall when, uh, and I, I was at that E3 when, um, you had, a, uh, you, you know, Nintendo showed up at Ubisoft at that event. Everybody just went wild when they saw, uh, Miyamoto show up on stage. Uh, and, and I recall that that, what was so interesting about that partnership is it showed you how invested Nintendo was with Ubisoft. And then ever since that has happened, Ubisoft has now, it seems like every year they have some type of announcement where there's a Nintendo character that ends up in one of their games because they did it, it Star Fox was in that was in that other game that you actually went to a preview event for in London. Um, oh, yeah. so my, my my thought is that them making a sequel to that that uh that, that that game, the Rabbits the Mario Rabbits game, I totally see that happening and I totally see that getting announced at at, at the show. That could be considered Triple A AAA title, depending on if you're a Nintendo fan or whatever. But that, that last game did very well sales wise, and that Nintendo was very happy with it. Ubisoft was very happy with it. So I don't. I think a sequel to that game can 100 percent get announced at that show, and that could be considered a major release for uh, the fall. Um, so that's a wild card. The other wild card though is a game that I think a lot of people would not expect. But then again i don't know why they wouldn't expect it i have noticed that recently ubisoft has been teasing the hell out of rainbow six mm-hmm. uh and they have been doing it with a lot of like whether it's stuff on twitter or in the videos and stuff and i know that they recently oh, announced yeah. yeah see uh because i know that they, they recently announced a like a new operated character for rainbow six siege and I think that a lot of people just believe, okay, that's all that that's all this is. Because they're still supporting Rainbow Six Siege right now. Every year they have new, like another year two, year three. They have more content content that they do for that particular game. But what's to say that they haven't been working on another game entirely connected to Rainbow Six Siege? Um, I think that is a possibility only because they have been they have been adamantly teasing this for a while now, the Rainbow Six Siege. So um that's a possibility, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, because I feel like that Rainbow Six Siege game, that came out a long time ago. It feels like, I don't I don't know exactly, because I'm not looking at when it actually came out. It feels like it had to be at least three or four years that that game has been out. Um, and they continue to support it. It has obviously been suc- successful because of the continual support. But they have to be working on other content for that game, I, w- I, w- I would imagine. But to work on the actual new game entirely i do think that that is possible um but if i had to make a guess i believe that 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 that, 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 that would be one that people wouldn't expect um yeah i mean i mean th- those really are the only two that i could think in terms of the third game uh what you said about watchdogs three we've been hearing rumors about watchdogs three you've heard a rumor about watchdogs three taking place in london also so, if there is going to be a London event, I will 100% make sure that uh, you can try to get into that. Um,
1: Thank uh, you for that. I would yeah,
0: love to. I, th- I, think, I, think, I think that would be awesome. Yes, and of course, you played Watch Dogs 2, so yeah, you, you know a lot more about Watch Dogs to, to know how to go into this game. So, we'll see if that happens, but Watch Dogs 3, yes, 100%. And Splinter Cell, yeah, I, I want Splinter Cell to happen. I, I know there was a uh, creative director that sent a tweet out this week, pretty much saying in the tweet that he's been working on the new um, Splinter Cell. And then, of course, you know Stone Chen, who was a PR for Ubisoft, we know very well. Uh, he told he sent out a tweet telling him to, you know, not to be sharing his his messages like that. So I don't know if that was a troll or if that was serious or whatever but um, Splinter Cell is a game that I expected to get announced at Ubisoft's event last year and I was very disappointed when it didn't because the thing is that they revealed pretty much every game before it actually released they revealed Assassin's Creed Odyssey because there was a leak for that they revealed um, what was the other game that they revealed last year earlier I can't I can't really remember at the moment but they, they pretty much revealed all of the games they were working on You know, all that stuff came out before E3 even happened. So, and I thought there was going to be some surprise when I actually went to the actual show, but then to find out that there wasn't any other surprises, I was very disappointed. So, I 100% expect to see Splinter Cell. Uh, I don't know if it's coming out this year or early next year, because one of those games is definitely coming out early next year. Uh, But I don't know which game that is. But um, if I had to make a guess... um, Those would be the guesses as to what I asked to, you know, as far as what I think we're going to actually see. Uh, I know a long time ago when I went to a Ubisoft event for Far Cry, the creative director on that particular game was the creative director of Prince of Persia. Mm -hmm. And I asked him at that event what's going on with that series. He said, oh, well, that series is still around, but we haven't heard or seen anything about that series in a long, long, long time.
1: Yeah, I was so, I was actually about to ask you about that, like, the possibility of there being a new Prince of Persia.
0: Yes, um, that's definitely possible. And, you know, I, 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 I yeah. honestly think that, that they should do that because it seems like all of the games they've had as of late, it's all the tactical shooters like Ghost Recon. I mean, there's nothing wrong with those types of games. And even with Assassin's Creed There's nothing wrong with Assassin's Creed There's nothing wrong with with, with Watch Dogs Or this type of game But Prince of Persia would definitely be something fresh That they can bring to the table right now Because I feel like a lot of the stuff that they have Is too much of the same Yeah. So that, that, That would be awesome if they showed that Even if it's not releasing this year That would be a fantastic Announcement that no one would expect That would surprise people as well Because I feel like that series is long, long overdue. Right next to Splinter Cell, in terms of getting some type of update.
1: Yeah, and like it felt like when the Assassin's Creed games started started to like rise in popularity, those games kind of took over from Prince of Persia. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, because I remember like there was one uh, I forget the name of the that last Prince of Persia that came out, but that came out, and then I remember. Uh, the first assassins creed came out and there was a lot of hype around that and you know i remember buying that game because of the hype and that turned out to be a big deal and people were impressed by how they blended like the the futuristic sci-fi stuff in with the you know the ancient setting and then when assassins creed 2 came out like the series just took off and you know that became the new kind of adventure game for for Ubisoft, you know, um and they didn't really make another Prince of Persia like that again after that. So um so yeah, like now that the Assassin's Creed games have kind of become a bit stale, like I, I know I know people still like, you know, the, the most recent ones that came out, Origin and um and Odyssey. Like I, I know a lot of people love them. People said they were great in everything, but Um, I still feel like, you know, as a a whole, the series is a bit stale and that's why they have to now space it out, you know, so that it comes out in two year spans and stuff. Mm. So I think this is the perfect time to reintroduce Prince of Persia and, you know, um, because that that will definitely be very refreshing to to what they have now, because they have a lot of tactical shooters and things like that. And, you know, uh, not everybody is interested in playing uh, tactical shooters and stuff. So I, I definitely think they need some more variety in there. And you know, if they have a Splinter Cell and a Watch Dogs and a Prince of Persia, then I think that's you know a great great way to add variety to to the lineup.
0: Oh, I I agree a hundred percent. They they and you know just to, just you know to add add another point. They they could just as well uh, announce a, a new IP, uh, but. I don't have. I have no idea what that IP would be. I, I I just think you have these franchises that people are interested in. The safer bet would be to do something with those franchises. If it's going to take a while to work on something totally new, but um, what if there was one? If one bit of advice I can give Ubisoft, though, if they do decide to do this whole two-year cycle with Assassin's Creed, they need to actually stick to that cycle. Because I recall that a couple of years ago we got Assassin's Creed Origins, then a year later we got Odyssey, and I'm like, man, I, I, I hadn't even even touched Origins by the time Odyssey came out. Yeah. So, it, it, I mean, I mean, if you're gonna do two years, yeah, do a really kick-ass a, a, a game, release that. Say if you want to release it, this this new one that's coming out in 2020, release that in 2020. But I don't want to see another Assassin's Creed until 2022. Don't release it and do 2020 and a 2021 because I know they've been doing that with Far Cry. Like Far Cry Five came out last year, and then just a couple of months ago we got Far Cry New Dawn, which which because they have that whole development cycle where they try to develop two games at once, where they have another team working on another part of the game to release at a later time as like a mini expansion or like another game entirely i don't want them to do that if you're going to do a two-year cycle for assassin's creed have it actually be two years because then that gives people time to miss the franchise and want to see what the next one is but um i don't think they're going to do that but uh we'll see we'll see um but very good point on prince of persia i would love to see that franchise return because it has been a long time And I was looking on Wikipedia While you were talking There was a Prince of Persia uh, Mobile runner game That they released last year But I mean come on man That's a runner game on mobile phones
1: Yeah I, where, I don't, I don't count
0: full, that Yeah 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 I, I mean where, where where's the actual full-fledged uh, Game So they, they definitely have to be working on something right? But it's just a matter of When that's coming If that's going to get announced But I'm pretty sure They already know aside from splinter cell that is the next franchise people are going to be like what's going on with this franchise so hopefully they are going to make that announcement in the future if not next month hopefully by next e3 in 2020 but um that definitely is something that they should bring back i i i i would say that that would be a great a great idea if they brought that back
1: yeah and i would say you know um seeing as they have these three unannounced games they could potentially be the best uh, press conference this year. E3, so you know maybe I, I, I was wrong for doubting doubting them and saying that they're gonna be the worst one again. You know maybe they'll actually end up being the, the best conference at the show. You never know.
0: Well, um, that's possible. Uh, but I but I, I mean yeah, the, the surprises they will probably definitely have the bet the best surprises. But um, I don't I. I don't know, man. Uh, I I would not count out Microsoft. Um, they, they, they uh, he, he, here's the thing, they could end up becoming the best third-party uh, publisher to have the E3 conference. But Microsoft, I think Microsoft is is going to blow the roof off. But whatever they show, depending on what they show, because they said all their studios that they acquired are going to have something to show, which I find a little surprising. Uh, not all of them I don't think are gonna have something to show, but Ninja Theory definitely gonna have something to show. I don't know what that is. So um we'll see we'll see what that's all about. But uh Yeah, it's gonna be a very interesting E3, to say at least. For sure. Yes. So uh we have uh two other topics to get into. Um oh yeah, awesome. The first one, uh this one we probably ain't gonna have much to say on this. Uh, it was reported that The Last of Us Part 2 development is finally starting to wrap up. Um, I know that Neil Druckmann had announced not too long ago that uh, they had finished shooting the last scene. And right now, I know uh, that Naughty Dog is doing like a lot of hiring to get people in to help with the final push of development. So, I guess you can say that development has reached the critical stage. And at this point now, we're just going to be waiting to hear news on a release date and maybe some more gameplay now i know when i believe that they also announced this when god of war had finished their development process um i believe that after that it took maybe about i want to say about eight to twelve months before you actually got to see the the game hit stores or i don't i don't know it's hard to tell when it's going to be coming out but after hearing this news, do you have any ideas as to when we're going to potentially see Last of Us? Uh, whether or not you think we're going to get a gameplay trail this year, or whether or not you think the game is coming out this year, what, what, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I'm going to I'm going to say it's it's coming next year, um, okay. whether it's you know springtime or. In time for the PS5, I don't know, but um, yeah, I feel like it's not coming this year. Um, I mean, I guess the fact that they filmed the final scene, um, I, th- I think that there probably still needs to be a lot of work done. Like they probably have to put a lot of polish on on the uh, the game. I'm guessing this is maybe like their their first draft, if you will. Um, I'm trying to think about it in terms of like writing, like when you're writing a novel. You do your first draft and you know you have the entire story laid out in text But then it takes months and months and months of polish and editing To get it to a state where you can actually publish it you know so I guess they're they're, they're kind of at that state now where they have The entire game you know mapped out um, You know in each segment of the game mapped out but they still have to do a lot of polish to make sure it all fits together and that it all flows, and you know, that there's no bugs and um, that it's all fluid, you know, like and, and ready to to be released. Um, so I, I'm gonna guess that that might take you know another 11 12 months or so, um, just because of the quality of, of their games, you know, like these are major productions, um. So, yeah, I guess they're reaching that point now where they're going to have to start crunching, like, um, and just, you know, really making this a solid piece of work. And that's going to take time. Um, And I think their aim is really to just have it ready before the release of the PS5. I think that's their true aim. I don't think they're trying to rush out for the PS4 or anything like that, like, you know, before next gen. I, I think Sony wants... Wants to sell this with the PS5. I think that's their their vision for for this release. Um, Cause it makes sense. Like the timing of it all just makes sense. Like if you have the PS5 coming, you may as well. Cause this is the big game everybody's waiting for. Like if you own a PlayStation right now, this is the game you want you want to play right now. So to get people to make that that jump. Um, they should you know plan to release This as close to the PS5 as possible Because uh, we know That Naughty Dog is known for Their you know uh, Their ability to make Visually stunning games So if you want to sell this 8k kind of you know uh, Console <laughs> hardware or Whatever it is um, I don't believe it's going to be you know running 8k day one to be honest But yeah um If you want to sell this idea of, you know, the next step, this is the perfect game to do it. Um, Because people don't know what Death Stranding is still. So that's not the perfect game to sell because nobody knows what the hell the game is. So um, this is the game to do it with. And, you know, I do believe this will be cross platform. So, you know, you can still get it on your PS4. But um, I think it just makes sense to market it with the PS5. And I guess we'll see, you know, what the direction will be. Um When I mean I, I don't know what Sony's plans are in terms of The rollout for Announcing the, the PS5 And announcing You know because I, I assume that Now that they're, they're at this stage of development They are going to show Something soon you know in the coming Months um, so I yeah. My guess is that there's a new Last of Us Trailer coming but I don't Know when Sony plans to show that Because you know obviously they're not going to be At E3 but uh, we do know that they're going to have A state of play somewhere Near you know the, uh, the time Of E3 mm-hmm. um, And they also might have You know some, some other Streams or events later this year So who knows What you know Sony plans to do But I do think we're going to see something New from The Last of Us Very soon But I don't think it's releasing this year
0: Oh yeah Well, I I think the way you laid that out is 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 pretty perfect. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, If I had to make any plans initially, I I thought in my mind they would show the Last of Us trailer um, or like a gameplay or some type of gameplay thing for the uh, state of play next month. Even though they haven't announced that there's a state of play next month, I think we all can all assume that that's going to happen because there's no way they're not going to have something with P3. Right there, even though they're not going to be at E3. But as I thought about it further, uh, one thing that they haven't really confirmed yet is whether or not they're having a PSX this year. So I know that PSX, they showed that trailer at PSX before, the state for last in this cartoon. If I recall correctly, I believe it debuted at PSX. And I have to check that, because, uh, you know, so anyone that's listening to this later, please do not shoot me. I'm not looking at anything. I'm just trying to use my memory for, to to remember some of this stuff. But my thing is that I can totally see them showing a new trailer for The Last of Us Part Two at PSX in December. And at, at the end of that trailer, releasing Spring 2020, they'll have the actual release date. Because then, of course, if they do that, everyone will be screaming, Oh! They'll, they'll be screaming The audience will be will we'll go crazy You know All the Sony fans They'll, they'll go crazy um, But yeah I, I think that's a realistic uh, Time frame A realistic goal Because Also One thing I know People love Is that When somebody Announces a game And the release date Is like Coming up really Really soon We saw that With Bethesda When they announced um, What was it Fallout um, Not 76 Not that game We will not talk about that game uh, Fallout 5 when they, when they announced it and they, and, and, you know, we, we saw it at E3 and then it was out like a few months later. This is probably exactly how they would treat this for Last of Us Part 2 where they have it at PSX in December and the game is coming out maybe in like March of next year if they, if they do that. Unless, of course, they just surprise everybody and drop it this year, which I don't really know if that's possible because I don't know how far in development this thing is. Um, but I think early next year definitely lines up, and it could be a crotch-gen title. Of course, the question is going to be, though, if this game is coming out next year, what is Sony going to drop this fall? Uh, And if I had to make a guess, I would say Ghost of Tsushima, because I think that game has been, been in development for a very, very long time. Because if I recall correctly, Infamous Second Son, that really was the true first game that we got when PS4 launched, I mean, I know they had Killzone and all these other games, but that was the game that that I was waiting for. When I got PS4, I says, "When is the really good exclusive coming out?" And that was the first game I recall getting because I remember I got the platinum for that one. Um, so I I could totally see them releasing Ghost of Tsushima this fall as Sony's fall game, and then just ride off into you know if they have PSX, then they announce. Oh, yeah Last of Us Part 2 is coming out because I, I think we can both agree that Death Stranding is definitely not coming out this year
1: <laughs> yeah I, I highly doubt that
0: <laughs> but um that's just my guess obviously you know that, that could change we'll have to see but I, I feel like Last of Us coming out next year it makes sense and it works very well as a cross gen title it, you know because PS5 will probably be out next year as well so we'll see but that's that's just my
1: my guess yeah that makes the most sense yeah. and I, I definitely agree ghosts of tsushima is probably going to come out first uh, among all these games that we're currently waiting for on the playstation so it makes sense that that game might release this year um but i definitely don't think we'll see last of us 2 and death Shining until next year
0: yeah i agree i agree and uh I, I would, I would also say Ghost of Tsushima coming out this year totally makes sense because again, uh, Sekiro is uh, very popular right now. I think that is one of the surprise hits of this year for a lot of people. Oh yeah. So if Sony does release that game this year, this is excellent timing for them. Excellent business strategy because a lot of people will be totally into that, and that'll do that'll do very well for them. So, uh, but we'll see. Again, I don't know. It feels like that game has been in development a lot longer than these other two games, so I would not be surprised if they did announce the game is coming this this fall. Uh, If they announce it at PSX or going to say at State of Play or whatever, so we'll see.
1: Yeah, do you think we'll also get a a Horizon two announcement? um, You know, at the next State of Play or maybe PSX later this year. You know what? Um I do feel
0: that that announcement is coming, because I know that the actress that uh, played, uh, uh, I believe it's Aiden uh, Verso in the Star Wars Battlefront Two game, she spilled the beans saying when a fan asked her, they, they they thought her, they thanked her for all the work that she did when she played one of the characters in the DLC for Horizon, and she pretty much says, oh well, wait till you see the sequel, wait till you hear about the sequel. So I don't, I know she wasn't supposed to say that um so the sequel is definitely in development uh as far as when when we'll hear about that announcement that definitely could happen at psx if they have psx played it this year that announcement is probably not gonna happen for a while though this is a game that will definitely probably that we probably won't see until at the absolute earliest i would say late 2021 maybe 2022 it's gonna take a while because I mean, I, they probably have some more content that they pulled from that last game that they can build off of because they had the DLC also. But I feel like that game is a ways away. There's no way that's coming anytime soon. But
1: we'll see. Oh, you, it's you, uh, you just made our friend Ramiz very upset by saying that.
0: Uh oh. Wait, well, hold on. Oh no. Hopefully, hopefully. Hey, listen. Hey, Ramiz. I'm, I'm, hey, I, I could be totally wrong. I, I, I'm no expert. <laughs>
1: But yeah, um, that that's actually uh, like the first Horizon was really great. I didn't get to finish it just because there was so many games. But I did play enough to know that they're definitely to something with that series. So um, that's going to be a great I, a great announcement whenever they make it.
0: I I I I must admit that I feel very bad because I have not had a chance to play it. And the funny thing is, is that I had purchased the game, downloaded it on P- on, on my PlayStation. I just literally haven't even had the chance to play it because the same day that that game came out, uh, that was the same day I left for GDC. And I recall around that same time that Legend of Zelda game also came out. So I remember people making the comparison between this game and that game as to which game people would want, wanted to actually pick up and play. So hopefully I will get around to playing it. I have the game and the DLC already downloaded on my PS and PS4. and ps I just need to make the time to actually play it. Um, but, yeah, sequel is definitely coming. Um, I can't wait to... Because I have to play that. I have to play that. And I, and I also have to finish God of War. So I definitely have to finish these games. But just so people don't think I'm completely not playing games. I did complete Spider-Man. I did complete beyond you know uh beyond too human and i did complete detroit so i have been playing some of these games i just haven't really finished all of them yet.
1: cool yeah I, I don't think anyone's you know judging you i mean there, there's a there's so many games to keep up with nowadays it's like you can't beat them all so I yeah and you, I, I i know for a fact you've been playing more than me and beating more games than i have so i mean hey if, if anyone wants to come at you for that they should come at me because i oh oh <laughs> i haven't beat a game in a while so
0: all right so uh we'll, we'll definitely get a, a, some some hate comments at, you know after this episode uh so i'll be i'll be i'll be prepared for that yeah I'm
1: just keeping it real <laughs>
0: absolutely so uh now let's shift gears and go on to our final topic for today. Which uh, apparently is some news that surprised a hell of a lot of people. I know uh, th- 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 the Throwdown has already touched on this. And I, I think they were definitely surprised. But uh, we got some news that Microsoft and Sony, they have announced that they will collaborate on new cloud-based solutions for gaming experiences and AI solutions. Um, this announcement was made, I believe, on Thursday of last week, and I guess that the internet, when they saw this this news, there was there was a lot of questions that, that had, a lot of questions people had, just uh, utter shock and amazement, because I guess they expect that Microsoft and Sony to always be competing against each other, and don't get it twisted. Still, there still will be some competition, obviously, because... There's going to be people that want to see them compete mm-hmm. But uh What do you think about uh this happening Once you heard this this news
1: <laughs> Yeah um So I, I know like you know And I, I know the general Uh thought Behind you know the These businesses And you know competition is that These companies hate each other And you know they'll never work with each other And you know their whole um Direction like that, Everything they do is based on Getting a one up over the other company I know a lot of people think that And you know being on a podcast We like to entertain that discussion um, Yeah But the reality is that You know when you have Two big corporations like this And you know they're in the same A lot of the same businesses um, They are going to Collaborate at some point And you know um, you often see Microsoft people at Sony conferences and Sony people at Microsoft conferences and things like that. Like they, they do have communication. They, they communicate with each other a lot, you know, um, when it comes to businesses. And when they're moving into a completely new generation um, and bringing out new hardware, they need to know that um, there's going to be a, uh, you know, a, a balance, if you will, in terms of infrastructure and, and things like that. Because both companies want to, to, to you know, push things forward. They want to take the next step. And they need to make sure that they're both on the same page to be able to do that. Because, yes, one, one console may be slightly more powerful than the other. But they need to make sure that they're around... They're they're around the same sort of price range and things like that. Because if, you know, if one, if one company does something significantly different, they could actually hurt the entire industry. Like they could cripple the industry. So a lot of times these companies work together, you know, uh, whether it's video game consoles or the cell phone market, um, like you know we we all think that Apple and Samsung hate each other, but they actually do business together too. like they supply parts to each other and all sorts of things like that like there there's all sorts of different um areas where they actually work together and they have to work together, you know um so that the the industry is able to continue moving forward. So, you know, they have to meet in the middle at certain points, you know, whether it's Apple, Google, Apple, Samsung, Sony, Microsoft, you know, they they're in the same field. So they're going to have to do the same things. And at some point, they're going to have to work together on on certain on a certain level. And with this, this is basically uh, based on cloud gaming solutions. So my guess is that in these new consoles, it's going to be heavily cloud focused. And it's probably cheaper for them to collaborate with each other so that you know they have a stable cloud solution um, and you know they're, they're not bleeding money having to pay for you know in some sort of external cloud service or something like that you know maybe it makes more sense financially for both companies to collaborate on this you know um, and that that might actually save both companies a lot more money and You know that might actually make the consoles Cheaper for us or something you know You never know so this might benefit Everyone so I think it's just that I think this is all About business you know it's all about business Profits and um, Making sure that these next Consoles are priced In a way that's uh, Suitable for For the customer so I think that's what this comes down to Ultimately um, of course they are still competitors And they're still going to Operate as competitors But you know I, I guess They just have to Sort of lay a foundation so that They're able to both make Profit and, and both coexist uh, Within this next Generation that's that's approaching So I, I think that's what this is all about
0: Oh yeah I, I agree 100% Um, Yeah so it's all about making sure that the gamers are are satisfied and trying to give them as much incentive as possible so that they will continue playing i mean i i I mean phil spencer has always had the mindset of thinking about the gamers and i do believe that he is a reason he is the main reason why microsoft is turning things around with xbox because after all after the way xbox one launched uh I, i i mean i didn't know how they was going to recover so they made a wise choice to, 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 put Phil in power and have him steer that ship in a much more positive direction. So, um, I'm definitely glad that they're, that they're open to, that they are now collaborating with Sony on this. I'm glad Microsoft has been working with Nintendo to try and do more things. So, so hopefully, um, that the question I wanted to ask you now, now that the, this collaboration is been made official between Microsoft and Sony, do you think that Sony may eventually ease into, doing more of this cross-platform stuff that Nintendo and Microsoft are heavily involved in right now or do you think that they, they're they going to still have limits on what they do uh, just because they, they want to yeah. be difficult
1: yeah I, I think uh, I think Sony's hand is going to be forced um, at the end of the day <laughs> I, I don't think they want to do cross-play and cross-networking at all but i think their hand is going to be forced like with the ea play thing um like or the ea access whatever it's called um yeah you know eventually they had to give in and let that service exist on on playstation network and i feel like it's going to be the same with cross play um i feel like for the industry to grow to the next level you know esports and um you know Fortnite events and and Um, global events and things like that like all these things are going to make the the uh gaming industry go to the next step you know um if you look at it like overwatch actually just broke a, a record with the latest uh stage of the overwatch league like they had um i think it was like half a million views they're, they're the first esport, basically, to have half a million views on one of the the big US networks. I forget which one. Maybe it's ESPN or ABC. I can't remember. But, Probably um, ESPN. Oh, okay, ESPN. So, yeah, they're the first to, to, to get that many ratings. And I feel like this is the way forward. Like, esports and these global gaming events are going to be a big deal next generation. Um, so Sony is going to have to participate In these things because let's say there's Some sort of huge Fortnite global event Where you know Everyone can kind of participate Or try to you know um, Maybe there's like a stage where Regular people could be considered For for a league or something Like that but you have to Participate in this global Event kind of thing and rank High and then maybe you you get signed and you're able to join, you know, this this uh, tournament that's going to be televised. Maybe, you know, um, so for things like that to happen, there has to be, a, you know, you, there has to be crossplay. Like you're going to have to be able to participate, no matter what platform you have. So I think that's really the way forward, and that's what all companies are going to try to achieve uh, next generation because that opens up a whole new revenue door if you can get gaming to that level where people are competing on tv and and things like that you know and with the overwatch league it's like um sure a lot of these players are professionals they're paid to just play the game all day every day but there has been cases with the overwatch league where just regular joes have been signed to big major teams in the overwatch league so you know, I, I feel like moving forward, that's going to be a big deal where everybody is going to be on these games competing uh, with the dream that they could one day be paid millions of dollars to, to play their favorite game. You know, so um, I think it's very important that cross play exists moving forward. Um, so I, I think maybe this uh, particular news topic that we're seeing about the cloud gaming, I think maybe that might be part of the stipulation because... If you look at it, Sony is going to be working with uh, Microsoft's data center. Um, so that means, you know, they're going to be essentially using um, Microsoft's infrastructure, you know. So uh, to, for, for, for that to happen, I would assume there's some sort of deal where cross play is going to be standard, you know, standardized. So um, I think definitely that's going to happen moving forward.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And and I did not know about that other part. Which part? Yeah, I didn't know about that. About them having to use, uh, they have access to other uh, other parts of that Microsoft uh, infrastructure.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a big part of it. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's ways where uh, I'm sure there's things that Sony are offering to Microsoft also, but from what I read sony is going to be using uh microsoft's infrastructure to deliver their own cloud-based solutions so um you know that gives a lot of power to to microsoft but i'm assuming there's some sort of understanding here and you know (laughs) um, but you know to put this into perspective right because i recently read a a book That went into detail about the Marvel versus DC comic book war. Um, And, you know, it talked about a lot of the the early days of comics and stuff. And there was a time where DC was like number one. And uh, because DC was like a, a corporation at that point, they had their own distributor service that would distribute all the comics to, you know, newsstands around the country and things like that. And Marvel, because you know they were kind of smaller at this time. This was like the 50s or 60s or something like that. um, They actually had to use DC's distributor um, so that they could get their comics to newsstands. Also, so you know, DC were essentially making money from all of Marvel's uh, comics. You know, even when Marvel Marvel eventually started to sell more comics than DC and DC was actually making money from that still you know even though Marvel was selling more so sometimes things like that are you know essential like maybe there 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 will be two companies directly directly competing with each other but at, on some level they still have to work together to kind of move the industry forward and let the industry grow and the objective here for Sony and Microsoft is to see that this industry grow to the next step, and they have to do it together because then they they both benefit from that. You know, they're they're going to be making even more money than they already are. So, they need each other for for it to grow to that next step. So, I think that's what's happening here.
0: I agree. Yeah, I I, I agree one hundred percent.
1: Um, so I mean, I'm
0: I'm I'm very I'm very curious to see what this would mean moving forward. Uh, for both companies. Uh, I'm also curious to see how the fans are going to uh, react to this. I, I, I haven't really taken a look at social media, so I don't really know if there was any people that was uh, that was angry about this news, but, uh, I mean, if, you, if you're a gamer that, that cares about gaming, and not just a platform, then you should look at this as a win for everybody. Um, but... I don't know i'm pretty sure there are some people out there that that are that are not too happy about
1: this (laughs) yeah i mean i think anyone who's unhappy about it probably just doesn't understand business and you know why this is a thing and i mean we like i'm not claiming that we know everything there is to know because it's still too early to tell exactly you know um what's going to come of this because i i assume that this is definitely next gen related so I, yeah. I think i think it's going to take both companies to reveal the next consoles and what they can do for us to really understand why they're doing this um and it seems like there's going to be a lot of emphasis on cloud-based gaming um and you know stuff going on in the network so um i guess look out for that like uh, expect a lot of cloud-based stuff and a lot of uh, expansions with the networks like P- PlayStation Network and Xbox Live like a, I feel like um, they're gonna do a lot uh, a lot more ambitious things with the services on the next consoles and that's what this is about
0: oh yeah absolutely I agree so we'll see we'll see what the future holds indeed. So, uh, any more thoughts that you wanted to share, or any other topics you wanted to bring up before we get ready to wrap up the show?
1: Um. Now I, I know we just, you know, pitched this whole idea of companies working together peacefully. Yeah. Um, but I, I do want to say that I, I think Microsoft is going to dominate next generation, and <laughs> yeah. Sony is going to be on a decline again. You
0: th- you think so? Well well that well, that, well, that that is the trend that we have definitely seen with PS3 uh and Xbox 360 versus the Xbox 1 and, and PS4. So that, that 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 trend can certainly continue. Um but you know, I, I guess uh we definitely will have to I think we should have like a a, a that, that that that's a great topic for a versus breakdown and maybe we can have a uh, our very good, our very good friend, Mr. Edward V, jump on the show. So, 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 I, I tell you what, let's let's issue a challenge to Ed now about that. Let's have a discussion about next gen and talk about the pros and cons. What, why you think Microsoft will dominate, and why why you think uh, Sony will, will dominate? Unless, of course, you know you both uh, are going to represent Microsoft, and then 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 it won't work. We will have to have a Sony person jump on to to defend that that, that particular argument.
1: Oh yeah, we'll, we'll hit up Reggie. I'm sure Reggie will have some things to say about that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't want to get blocked again, so no, I'm. Oh, oh, I'm gonna keep quiet about, uh, about Sony.
0: Yeah, but but I, but, I, 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 but I, I will say this though. I, I do believe that Microsoft is definitely positioning themselves to have a a, a much better. Uh, uh, Better showing next generation. I mean, with all the studio announcements, the acquisitions, it's, it's clear that they are putting money into this, this stuff, and they're trying to take it serious. So, yeah,
1: I mean, I mean I, I, everything we're seeing suggests that Microsoft is fully ready, and that they've been preparing for yeah you know, for what's next. So, I, I feel hey. like they have more in place than Sony does for the transition.
0: Oh yeah, and and, and, and and I do believe that they are going to announce this next console in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, they're either going to like announce, like say, you know, yes, at E3 2020, we're going to reveal the console, or they're going to just straight up announce and say, this is the console, this is what it looks like, and it's coming in 2020. They're going to they're going to do something about that because they have to understand the opportunity that they have, where they are the only one of the big three that is actually going to have a conference this year. They, and I do believe that because they know that they're going to take advantage of that because that's a weight it, it carries a lot, a lot of weight to have that opportunity. So I don't think they're just going to not utilize that opportunity to do something big that everybody will talk will be talking about, but um, we'll see.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. And I, I want to hear more thoughts on this from people listening. So leave your comments or hit us up on twitter and let us know some of your thoughts on this
0: yeah yeah definitely definitely i would definitely encourage people to do that because um, i think it'll be interesting to see what the overall responses will be but we will definitely revisit this conversation again because i mean this is a conversation we're definitely going to be having more of as as we learn more about each console well, when it's coming out, what games are coming to the console, yeah, we're definitely going to continue to expand upon this particular discussion, I promise that alright, so any any, any other uh, topics or is that, or, 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 or are you ready to wrap the show?
1: uh, that's it for now, I guess, um I mean, we're at a point where we really, you know, I'm just waiting to learn more and more about um, what, what we're gonna see at E3, and you know, as we get closer and closer, more details are gonna come out. So I don't wanna over speculate and then be wrong about things. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting for more information. So I'm, oh I'm, yeah, I'm a chill for now till next they,
0: week. They, 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 I'm pretty sure there will be a ton of leaks that will happen within the next two weeks, that we'll pretty much reveal all of E3 2019. And, and then, you know, we'll, we, we can talk about that stuff. And then once it is confirmed, we can re- reconfirm that, yes, this did happen. This this did happen. That type of stuff. So, but, um, yeah. As you said, plenty of news is coming. So, everybody listening, definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, and, and as for, uh, you know, the next couple of shows, you know, we, we are going to have a, a special guest on next week. We'll provide more details about that, uh, when the time comes. But, uh, we are going to be having a prediction show as well coming soon. So I would definitely encourage everybody, if you listen to, listen to today's show, definitely keep listening because we're going to have a prediction show in a few weeks as well as a reaction show. Because for those of you who do know, we record the co-op on Sunday. We're actually going to be recording one of those episodes directly after the Microsoft conference. So you definitely, definitely want to stay tuned for that stuff. Plenty of discussions coming uh, and a lot of exciting topics to cover. So stay tuned for all of that in the next couple of weeks. Um, And yes, uh, definitely thank you all for listening. Uh, I want to thank everybody on the coalition staff for their continued uh, support and and all of the hard work. Definitely check out uh, the WrestleCast podcast that I recorded with uh, Dana and Adam uh, for the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which is actually taking place uh, tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, um, if you have the, 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 the WWE Network, that is. Uh Yeah, you can definitely watch it there uh, unless you find another way to watch it. and I'm not endorsing anything. I just said WWE Network, so remember I said that. Um, but check that out and check out the podcast I did with Dana for, uh, John Wick three. We both saw the movie. It's an awesome movie. If you like action packed films, make sure you go see that movie ASAP. Do not hesitate. It's an awesome film. Um, but yeah, check that out, uh, for sure. And thank you for your heart uh, for your continued support. Uh, Gary, the floor is now yours for shout outs.
1: Yep, as always, a uh, big shout out to our Patreon supporters, M. Collins, Mauricio Aguilar, Hendil, Fergus Mills, Miguel, Antonio Rogers, and Sean Gority. We appreciate your continued support. Uh, don't forget, you know, if you are listening and you're enjoying the show, you know, uh, your contributions will help improve the show and grow the show and even better our coverage for E3 and things like that. So, um, definitely uh, think about supporting us if if you you know enjoy what we're putting out there, um, and you know the more contributions we get, the more we're able to do and things like that. So uh, we we fully appreciate the people who have already been supporting us for a long time now. So thanks a bunch to you guys, um, and I also want to give an additional shout out to the coalition team. You know Richard, Dana, Tatiana, Tony. JJ um, and you know Adam Vale, who's been you know putting out some, some great reviews lately as well. Absolutely. Um, and um, you know Anthony Nash, um, Assad Quadri, and everyone else who you know who contributes to the site and everything. So big shouts to all of you guys, and um, I want to say thanks to you know my close friends Ramiz and Carl for always supporting and everything. So big shouts to them too and, um, and Edward Velasquez like you need to come back on the show because I saw you talking smack last week so we need you, <laughs> we need you on to cover this Xbox show man so make sure you're here and that's pretty much it awesome sounds good to me
0: yes so thank you all for listening your continued support hope that you all have a great week. We will talk to you all next Sunday.
1: Indeed. And enjoy Game of Thrones, everyone.
0: Oh, yeah. Game of Thrones. Yes, Game of Thrones. Definitely watch Game of Thrones tonight. (laughs) Peace.